0: Hi, I'm Michael Kaju.
1: And I'm Adi Kaju, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development.
0: Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, and welcome to the WAG podcast. This is your host, Michael Cashew. And today we have another special episode of the show. We're doing a short experiment where we highlight WAG member stories. uh, And the purpose is just that we're trying to spread a positive message during this time where there's so much negativity that you could be focused on. And so today, I am joined by one of our members named Bethany Schmittel. Bethany and I actually go back about three or four years ago, or about four, three or four years. She was graduating law school, and she interviewed me a few times for this project that she was working on. And so it was a real pleasure to get to reverse the roles a little bit. Bethany is a very high-achieving young woman, very passionate about what she does, and she's also just so thoughtful in her approach to life and so we start out talking about what the biggest her biggest challenges have been during this time what she's most proud of in the way that she's treated herself her kids and her husband we talk about this project that she started with a handful of small business owners called head to toe inside out which is super inspiring then we talk about something that She's been focused on in her personal life and her professional life, which is identifying self-limiting beliefs and stories and actually rewriting them. Bethany is a personal trainer and a nutrition coach, and she's you know, she's embodied this practice of identifying things that hold her back and letting go of them. She's embodied that in herself and practiced this for years, and now she tells us how she does that with people that she works with. This was such a pleasure to get to reverse the roles, and it was just such an interesting conversation. So I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, please help me welcome Bethany Schmidl. Bethany, what's up?
1: How's it going? How have you been?
0: So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good to see you again and for us to reverse the roles.
1: Right. The Last time I was interviewing you, I got an A on that paper.
0: Congratulations. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Yeah. It was so fun. So, before we get into your story, which is super inspiring, uh, give people a little bit of background on who you are. So, who do you live with? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? All that kind of stuff.
1: All right. So, I live in a small town called Live Oak, California. Um, We're actually on the outskirts of Live Oak, Eva City. My husband is a farmer. So, we actually have about 100 acres of prunes, walnuts, and almonds. I obviously live with him almonds 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 they're almonds until you shake the a off the tree and then they're all <laughs> nice um and then i have three kids uh chase is four olivia is nine and maddie is 11 so they keep things interesting um i am a personal trainer and a wag certified nutrition coach and i also coach crossfit at a local box so that's basically what my life consists of
0: i totally forgot about your living situation What was it like? What was it like meeting him and starting to get the sense that, Oh my God, I'm going to live on a farm.
1: So the town, like if you, where, where I grew up, it's very rural. So like I grew up in a town called Sutter. Um, there was less than 7,000 people there. My dad sold crop insurance. So I was always around like farms and ranches and orchards. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, it's really awesome because we do get to go ride four wheelers and we have dirt bikes and we used to flood irrigate so we had to go out with shovels and like dig up dig cuts into these rows of dirt and let the water go through and then we had to shovel them up and so all that's like automated now with sprinklers but Mm -hmm. it's i kind of knew what i was getting into so it's always fun i used to help with harvest like i actually drove like the pickup machine and worked and did stuff but now i have kids and other stuff so but yeah it, it was it was fun
0: So tell us about your COVID-19 journey. Um, Maybe let's start with this. What have been the biggest challenges for you and your family during all of this?
1: So the biggest challenge for me was, I mean, the bulk of my income comes from personal training. And as everything progressed, I got more and more texts. Hey, do you mind if we suspend our training? Hey, I'm going to put training on hold for a month. And so that was really like, oh, shit, like what am I going to do? Like my income really does help support my family. But at the same time that I like, I was getting those texts, I allowed myself to be like, shit, like, what am I going to do? But at the same time I had this faith and this understanding and just like this trust that I'm going to be okay. I have skills, resources, and knowledge that I can use. Like, let's, let's do something. And so I actually put together a four week, dial in your nutrition challenge because i got tired of seeing all the memes of oh i'm going into quarantine all fit and i'm going to come out a roly poly and i'm like no you don't have to do that like mm-hmm. there are other choices and so you know just getting people back into the habit of logging their food or becoming aware of what they're eating like mm-hmm. so i put together a 4 a 4 week group for that and that helped like supplement some of that income and then I had another idea that like I was meditating and I had asked the universe like, okay, give me inspired action and I will take it. Like if you give it, I will take it. And that, I means that was really scary, but I did. And so I meditated for three days and this idea kept popping into my head.
0: What do you I'm mean finding- three days? Three days straight?
1: So, yeah. Yeah. So like during oh. COVID every morning, I would get up at 5am. I would get my coffee going. I do it in a French press. So I'd boil my water to brush my teeth, wash my face. And then as my coffee was brewing I was meditating Mm -hmm. and then as I drank my cup of coffee I would journal and like that's how I would spend the first hour and 15 minutes of my day it was I
0: I thought you were saying you did you meditated for 72 hours in a row
1: oh god no 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 no, that is not possible (laughs) (laughs) well shit um but so yeah so so um I had this idea pop up in my head like three days in a row and I was like okay I will listen and so The other struggle, because I know we're going to get into that, the other struggle is making sure my kids get their homework done on time and turned into the teacher. That's the
0: other struggle. Gotcha. That's, that's everyday struggle anyway, right?
1: (laughs) No, because usually the teachers are there and so they're doing the homework at school and I don't have to make sure Uh, it's done, but now like there's checklists and like I have to take pictures and text them to the teacher. Oh my gosh. mm -hmm, Yeah. When I was
0: growing up, it was my mom's responsibility to make sure I got Mm -hmm. it done. So times are changing. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So that is the other difficult part. But I try really hard to if something is difficult, it's happening for my highest good. And so something good is going to come of it. So figure it out best. You can make this happen.
0: Why is that? Why do you believe that?
1: What else am I going to believe? Like if I believe that everything is happening for my highest good, then everything is happening for a purpose and it's going to make me better. And I just feel like that's a better way to look at life than the alternatives.
0: than blaming others and blaming circumstances and feeling like a victim.
1: Oh, exactly. And that's one thing I really strive to teach my kids is ownership. Like I remember one time you did a podcast and you had talked about ownership and I paused it and I picked my kids up and I'm all, guess what, guess what? Listen to this. Like, this is what I'm trying to teach you.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So just yeah, taking ownership because the only thing we can change in life is our reactions to things and how we perceive things like, so I have, you know, making that shift has been humongous.
0: Yeah. That's all we can change. And yet that, that can turn our experience of life from hell to heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so simple, but it is everything.
1: It is. It truly is. And so it kind of goes back to that faith and trust and knowing that, okay, even though I lost all my clients temporarily and you know, like usually when people fall off, there's a chance they might not come back. Like even though that might happen, I'm still going to be okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I know I'm going to take the inspired action and everything will work out.
0: Awesome. What are you most proud of in the way that you've treated yourself during this time?
1: I don't, I don't know. Like I just do what I do. Like I've, tracked my macros. Like I've been on point. I got off a little bit. And then Nicole was like, okay, focus on this. Okay. Focus on this. Okay. Focus on this. And then we're like, she's like, okay, your average weight is dropping because I'm trying to get stronger. So we're actually like increasing macros. And, um, I switched my programming. So I started lifting more instead of necessarily doing the programming that my gym was providing because, you know, during COVID, the programming is more for at home workouts and he loaned equipment out. Like my gym owner is amazing. He's so he went above and beyond and it's so incredible. But like, again, I have, I have my own setup. Like I have my barbells, I have a GHD, I have a punching bag, I have all the things. So I just switched up my programming a little bit. And so I, I guess that's taking care of myself, Mm -hmm. Uh, meditating, journaling, taking that time, um, being present more with my kids. Well, actually my husband had said at one point, he's like, you are still gone he's all you're here but you're on your phone because like running the groups like I'm checking in and I'm commenting or I'm doing things and so then once he said that I was like okay like you do realize I'm trying to like build something but at the same time ownership like okay like let's set some time blocks let's make sure like the phone gets put away here and so I am proud of myself for doing that because that was really hard really hard but it makes a difference and
0: Yeah. yeah keep going sorry
1: no, 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 because like it's just you know, deep. You you recommended the book Deep Work on yes. at some point in time, and so when I read that, and it's like you have to be able to put that phone away, and so being cognizant of that, and then taking what he said instead of an attack as like okay, like maybe you're right. It just helps shift things and make things better, and that's always good.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Those are two. R- those two things are really hard to hold at the same time, like growing something new while also being present with yourself and those around you. Yeah. But what I, what I like the, the problem I see with so many people, I don't think this is the case for you at all, but for Mm -hmm. most people, they are constantly in a state of, I'll be present when I just meet this next milestone. Like when I start making this amount of money, then I will slow down a little bit. I'll spend more time with my family. Then I'll work out more. Then I will sign up for a nutrition coach, whatever it is. They're constantly in the, like if I just meet this next milestone and for so many people, they waste, well not waste. They, they spend so many of their, so many years of their lives unhappy or not completely present because they're trying to do things as a means to an end. Right. So it's, it's, it, it, it takes a lot of courage to own what your husband said and start to take that on immediately.
1: Well, a lot of that can go back to you and a D and sharing all of your relationship advice. So I actually should thank you for thank you. <laughs> those lessons for real.
0: Yeah. What about, um, In relation to your husband, what are you most proud of that you've done in relation in in your relationship with your husband during this time?
1: It's I mean, honestly, it's just taking the time to like he's not in we're not we're not like he's not as into personal development as I am. And so it's. I am proud of taking the time to listen to him and take what he says into consideration and making that space to be there more for him and to go out to the shop and like work on things or listen to things that I know nothing about. Like when I talk about lifting, like his eyes kind of glaze over, Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing. So instead of letting my eyes glaze over when he's telling me about his newest toy, like I'm trying to pay attention and ask questions and those kinds of things. So it's always, yeah yeah he just got a new toy and it has a button that says launch mode and I'm like really um he got a new side by side so what is that he sold them. so like a UTV um oh cool it's, called, it's a Honda Talon he sold our old one he put all of that money down so I'm really really proud of him but like it has a launch mode and it has handlebars for the passengers wow. yes yes and so I'm like this is where all of your extra money is gonna go he's like uh-huh that is like because awesome. he's showing me like all the new toys and so listening and being present and like just feeling into his excitement. Mm-hmm. Like usually I can just tune it out and so taking that time because what else do I have to do? Cool. Besides fishes?
0: So you had a couple ideas that popped up, right? You mm-hmm. personal training was not even an option for a while, and so you had a couple of ideas come up, and one of them was called Head to Toe Inside Out. Tell us about that.
1: So I have a lot of friends who are in the service industry and they're shut down as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And personally, like I haven't bought makeup in a really long time because I don't know how to put it on anymore. Like I do the same makeup stuff since I was in high school. Um, I wear workout clothes all day. So when it comes to fashion, like I'm kind of lost. There's hair. It's up in a messy bun down or in a ponytail. And so like I have friends who have a fashion blog who do makeup, who do hair. And so Like when I was meditating, I was like, okay, like bring everyone together. And I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to bring everyone together? And so like, it just popped up. Like, I was like, okay, well, Nikki does fashion and Amy does hair. Olivia does makeup. My friend Zara does intuitive energy. And I'm like, my friend Brenda does therapy. Like, so we're taking care and like, I do nutrition. Like we're taking care of the inside. We're taking care of the outside. And it just like fell together like perfectly. I was like, okay, each of us get a day. Each of us post at least three videos. We'll do, all of us will go live at different times on Sunday And then, like, it's a quick, easy way to, like, do something. And so I started making my phone calls, like, hey, um, the universe gave me this inspired action. I have to ask you, like, would you be down to do this? And, like, just briefly outlined it. And everyone said yes. And so we did a Zoom. We talked about it really fast. And we made our videos. And it was... What was so amazing is so many of these girls, like this is the first time they've ever done anything like this. Mm -hmm. Like they've never created videos. They've never like consolidated their knowledge into like a video or into a PDF or into something. And it was so amazing. Like getting their text messages like, Oh my God, it's just my first video. And like, it was amazing. And so, I mean, it wasn't even about like the money. It was just about bringing people together who love what they do and giving them the ability to share that bigger and to help show them like the potential. Cause I mean, you can only cut so much hair in a day or do so many physical hours. Like what if this can become something and then this is like passive income for them. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. And it was so fun and it worked out beautifully. Like I was, every day I was like, Oh my God, universe, like we're doing this. This is working like, Oh my God. It was, fantastic
0: that sounds great yeah and I love yeah I
1: learned so I learned so much like Amy sent me her first seven minute video because this was the first video she had exactly. ever made um she's my hairstylist Got and it. my friend and we actually go to CrossFit together cool. um in her seven minute video like halfway through she busted out her doll head and started demoing and I was just like oh my goodness this is amazing like I am learning so much and then, like, Olivia would send me pictures of, like, her makeup. And I'm like, I cannot wait to learn how to do that. And, um, like, Zara, she's, like, my masseuse. She's my intuitive person. Like, she's one of my personal training clients. She's my friend. Like, like it's, like, I know her stuff is so, like, on point. And so I was so excited to give her an ability because I've been working with her one-on-one to help push her outside her comfort zone to grow her business. So this is just kind of, like, a extra thing to be, like, you have to go live. You have to do this. And she's like, I love you, but you make me scared. And it's, it's okay. We're in this together. So it just, it was, it was so fun watching them all grow. Mm. And then they were like, we're all going to do this again in June. So, and Amy like texts me today and she's like, Oh my gosh, I can do like summer hair. And I was like, yeah, you can. Like it's so, yeah, it's just really exciting. And a lot of the joy came from watching them step outside their comfort zone and do things and just talk about what they loved. So So is it
0: new for you to organize a group like that? Oh, hell yeah. And to go Uh, live consistently and things like that.
1: So I had started going live in my nutrition group, which I had started two weeks prior. Um, and before that I had gone live in another group like once or twice, but it was like a very small group with some of my very close friends. So it was like not so scary. Um, but yes, this is my first time like bringing women together to actually put something together so that was new and scary and exciting and I remember after our first zoom call I was like what the fuck like do I, do, am, I am I ready for this do I know what I'm doing like is this gonna work out what if nobody signs up like it, am I doing the right thing am I stupid like should and then it's like you know the, those thoughts and it's like chill like you are. I I'm pushing to the limits of my comfort zone mm, yeah. and so it's going to be scary it's going to be new. This is what it feels like. Fall into the excitement, fall into the trust in the knowing that no matter what, you tried something new, you're growing. And so when you focus on those thoughts instead of the ones that don't serve you, magic happens. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like you can't let your you have to let make your thoughts serve you because otherwise you're not going to reach your full potential and be able to grow. And that's what life's all about. It's growing. Right.
0: Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it feels like to be alive. What did you learn about yourself in that process or the way the world works or anything outside of how to do summer hair?
1: (laughs) Oh, we haven't (laughs) done summer hair yet.
0: Okay. okay. Um, Spring hair
1: that I, I don't know. I can do scary things. Like I can bring a group together that I can trust my ideas that, a lot of it's just trusting my inner knowing and running with it Mm -hmm. because for like, so last year my goal was to share my voice to start posting on social media and actually sharing what I had to say, but I didn't because I was scared. What if somebody said I was wrong? What if somebody said I didn't know what I was talking about? And so this like since honestly, since this year it's been a lot of like, identifying those stories and being like, well, is that actually true? Like I, I, somebody may say I'm wrong and you know what? I do a lot of research. I, I love learning. So if I'm wrong and you can show me how I'm wrong, then I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong and to like, be like, okay, this is new information. Like, let's move forward. Um, so just realizing that it's okay has made a really big difference. And so like just shifting and sharing my voice and that it's okay. I, I forgot where I was going with that, but, that was one of the things that this group has helped me do is like, it's trust yourself, push yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Good things will come.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And part of doing something like you did is sort of resetting our central nervous system. Like when we think of something like that, it's, it seems so scary to us, but in reality, Mm -hmm. once we actually start like putting one foot in front of the other and doing the thing, it's almost never even a 10th as scary as we've made it out to be. And so by having the experience, our central nervous system gets to be like, okay, this is a safe environment. I can do more of this and maybe I can go Mm -hmm. a little further.
1: Pushing the boundaries of your comfort zone. Mm
0: -hmm. So I know, I know a big part of your life and your work has been Uh, identifying limiting beliefs and things that are just holding you back. So can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about what that actually is and what you're doing that's working for you?
1: So like we, it it goes back to like, okay, when you think a thought, is that thought making you better or is it holding you back? And like, I don't remember exactly what the thought was, but I remember driving and I was thinking like about some project I was going to work on. And I was like, I can't do that. And then I was like, that's a limiting belief. You can do that. If you want to, you can. And this whole, like, being home more and having that time to journal and meditate, like, it's helped me get more clear on what I want. And so when you can get clear on what you want, it helps you identify, like, those stories. So, like, say you want to make a million dollars in the next 10 years. What thoughts come up? Oh, like, who am I to make a million dollars? People who make a million dollars is bad. Like, okay, well, those are limiting beliefs. Why do you think those? Like, where do they come from? And then it's kind of rewriting that story to be like, but if you have a million dollars, you can do more good. If you feel supported and your bills are paid for, then you can focus on creating more content that allows you to touch more lives. And if you touch more lives, that's going to change the way people show up to their families. And so it's kind of like looking at the, you know, if I didn't think this, what could be possible? I'd rather feel good than feel bad. So let's think things that feel good. Mm -hmm. And every time you catch yourself thinking the bad thing or the thing that makes you feel bad, hey, I don't have to think that anymore. I can think this instead and just shifting that energy into the new thought. And since I've started doing that, like it's just been so huge and I've had more uncomfortable conversations because I'm more sure of my worth and I'm clear on what I want and it just kind of gives you your power back and makes you feel more aligned with everything. Yeah, I don't know if
0: that answered the question. It does. Yeah, I have a follow up, but and I'll share a recent insight that I had around this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm about to have my first kid, and I've been, I've had this story that the first few months or the first few or the first year is going to be one of the most challenging things in my life. It's going to be so hard. I'm I'm never going to sleep. And there, there's been this this air of negativity, right? Like I am so, don't get me wrong. I'm so excited for it, but there's been this little like negativity around it being hard. And one of my friends pointed it out and he said, "Is, is that story serving you? And just like that, poof. I was like, no, absolutely not. It's not. He said, what is something that you could replace it with? And I thought about it for a second. And what came up was this is an opportunity this time this first year is an opportunity for me to step into my next level as a man. Sure, it may be challenging at times, but that challenge will pull out it can pull out the best in me and something it can pull out something in me that I've never seen or shown the world. And so that little switch has it's like released this tension that that was in my body when I would think of like the first year of having a baby. And it's just allowed me to feel more joy and excitement. So that's that's how simple it can be that. And how quick.
1: Yeah. Just making that switch. It's so, it's incredible. And we do, like you had mentioned before, like we do tend to make things hard. Like we don't have a dishwasher. Like our house is super old. Like I am the dishwasher. Maddie, one of my Maddie is better about it, but still like our dishes have piled up and I was like, Oh, I don't want to do it. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I'm like, you are making this hard, like turn on some music, go in there and just get the shit done. 20 minutes later, like my dishes are done. And I'm like, oh, I made that way harder than I I should mm-hmm. like, you know, like, and it's, we do that to ourselves. And so when you can catch yourself being like, does it have to be hard? How can I make this fun? It, it makes everything more joyful. And when life is joyful, like that's the vibration you want to live in, you know, like, I don't know, live the high vibe life.
0: Hmm. So it's really easy to talk about this. <clears throat> and the reality is that most people are caught up in their thoughts 24, seven, 365. So how, how in reality, do you recommend people start to identify these things? And I know that, that this is something that you do with your clients as well. So maybe how do you, how do you have them start practicing, finding these, these self-limiting beliefs?
1: I always recommend meditating like some people like or like I can't like just sit just sit and just let your thoughts go and then next time think about breathing like for me that made a huge difference um or just like notice like becoming aware and I'll ask them like or they'll say something to a lot of it's like when they say stuff to me and I'll be like really like could you think of it this way or like What if you thought of it like this or how could or like is that serving you or just helping them like they'll say what they say and then being helping them be like, how does that make you feel and how do you want to feel and what would it take for you to feel like this? And could you start thinking like this instead? Like one of my PT clients, like she had she had two babies back to back. And so her body isn't her body. And she's really, really she's not so nice to it. And I was like, well, why can't you love your body now, but know you're going there? And she was like, I feel like I'm settling. If I love the skin I'm in, then I'm settling. And I was like, okay, but what if it was you and your body as a team? Like, what if you guys are in this together and you guys are working together to go to the next level? Instead of you being mad at your teammate for not getting you there, if you guys work together, do you think it would happen faster? Mm -hmm. She's like, I never thought of it like that. I was like, yeah, you know, something to think about. And it's hard work. Like, I remember, like, so many times being like, I am so sick of changing my thoughts. Like, I'm sick of having to spin this and to look for the positive. And then I'd be like, well, what else are you going to do? Like, do you want to be miserable? And some days, like, I would be miserable. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm tired of this. Like, just, just switch your thoughts, Beth. Mm. And so that's just being cognizant. And I think having someone to talk to, like therapy or a friend who can – help you recognize the thoughts that you, the things that you say helps you start shifting those thoughts Mm. on your own.
0: Super cool. So as we close, if you could impart one piece of wisdom on each listener here, one lesson that you embody in your life, what would that be?
1: To act like everything that happens is for your highest good. Like that is legit. That thought over these last couple of months has completely changed my outlook on things. I mean, if I got pulled over, it means obviously I was probably speeding, but who knows? I would have gotten into a car accident in two weeks. So that officer actually did me a favor by bringing my attention to the way I was driving, you know? Mm-hmm. So everything can be shifted into your highest good. And sometimes you're not going to know how it is going to help you. Um, my dog got hit by a car back in November. I mean, that was my baby. That was oh, my very, very I'm first sorry. baby. But thank you. It was, I mean, I was Nicole. Nicole was there for me through, during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I knew some, somehow, some way that was going to, to make a difference. It was for my highest good. Like mm-hmm. maybe he would have gotten cancer and then I would have had to deal with like, do we put him down? Do we not? Like, so there are so many things that you know it happened for my highest good and mm. choosing to believe that just sometimes you don't understand why you just have to trust and believe that that makes a difference
0: yeah yeah and i encourage anyone listening to if you if you're not in the habit of writing try writing because the the limiting belief exercise she's talking about or practice that she's talking about as well as this it just helps us really get clear about the way that we're thinking and it gets, it allows us to get, um, to make changes if we don't like what we see.
1: I remember reading a quote that said, I didn't know what I was thinking until I read what I wrote.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So like Michael said, write your stuff down.
0: Well, Bethany, this was awesome. You are a rock star. It's so good to connect with you again. Where can people Um, keep up with you personally?
1: Um, Bethany Schmidl on Facebook and Instagram and then bethanyschmidl.com.
0: How do you spell Schmidl?
1: Schmidl. S-C-H-M-I-D-L.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.